With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everyone, we're at the pub for GigPod episode 182 where we'll spend a lot of the day laughing at a certain overweight individual who makes bad decisions and dresses terribly. But enough about myself, Stevie, we'll also focus on Michael Beale. With me to have a laugh at the events that unfolded at Ibrooks yesterday are Rizzo, hello. Hello, I thought you were going to mean me there because I'm actually wearing a pink shirt as we speak. Before we started, off air, you've misinterpreted a couple of things. Is that because you were at drilling in the roads? It wasn't on the roads, it was on the concrete and stuff at people's houses. That's, that's enough about me. <laughs> Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, also joining me. Hello, Dan. Hello, Stevie. Your voice sounds familiar. I can't think you've heard me before, but um, lovely to be here as always. You're esteemed company, boys. Um, sat inside, obviously, in a lovely sunny day in Glasgow. So, Glasgow sunshine, lovely. And we're sat inside podding, so... Uh, this is the sacrifices we make for this great show, Stevie. It's about to say we really are three sad individuals, aren't we? It's boiling outside and we're in a wee. That's actually, no, it's actually a wee. Yeah, this service is a beautiful pub we're in. It's a lovely A pub very quiet it. pub as well. Well, not for, not for long when I start. That's true. Hitting it with some opinions very loudly. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, listen, um, me and you are going to have a Rami on air. We are, yes. Dan here. Poor Dan. He's uh, going to have to intervene at some point. May have to get around in or so to calm me down. Not that I'm hinting at anything, Dan. But anyway, we're going to be talking about yesterday's game. I uh, said we went four points clear at the top, get into the break. Uh, and essentially, we're going to start at the lineup because yesterday, you were, you were actually a disgrace yesterday before the game. You forgot to see what game we're talking about, but the score was Rangers 0 Celtic 1. You were like that as well all week, and when the lineup was announced as well. Don't, don't kid. Know, don't know what you're talking about. As soon as it, as soon as the lineup was, lineup was announced, don't raise your voice at me. You texted me, "Oh no," and you put it in the the group chat. Is that the one you invited? Right, thanks for the invite. Both things you went, "Oh no," and capital letters. Why did you do that? Because two certain players were playing, but well, I, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have chosen them. Doesn't mean that I thought it was, or I was going to assume the worst or anything. No, I wasn't like you. You thought we were going to get beat. I said it was going to be two each. I, said it would I be think you draw. changed it to two one Rangers. But in matter after the transfer window, we were both in our state. I don't think and rightfully was, so, because the transfer window was. I don't think it poor. was. Don't think it was as just ourselves that were a bit pissed off with what had happened during the and, transfer window. And because the last two performances had been pitiful, let's not get on. They were, but we'll get into mayor talk about you uh, being a pussy, shall we say, later on. But I just want to talk about <laughs> the. <laughs> see, somebody said a painter. Um, we're going to talk uh, about the lineup first off. So the team that Brendan chose was Joe Hart, 
Greg Taylor, Liam Scales, The Baron, AJ, Turnbull, Matt O'Reilly, McGregor, Dyson Maeda, Kyogo and Abada. Uh, Dan, what was your immediate thoughts on the lineup uh, when it came out at 11, no, 10.45 it was, wasn't it? Uh, well, I was gutted, Stevie, that Brendan Rodgers didn't start 12 players. Uh, we're going to have to address that, I take it. I, you, I think you, clocked, you actually clocked my mistake. It was me that clocked it, I was, thankfully. It was, a, it was a work, it was deliberate. Nah, sure it was. I wasn't overly surprised, to be honest with you, in terms of who was available. We obviously had a bit of an inkling before it that Phillips was named match fit, so I wasn't surprised to see the Baron, as you have christened them, and Big Skillsy continue at the back. Personally, I was advocating to throw in Luis Palma from the start I thought it was nothing to lose really and Dyson's general form so far this season I thought it's been pretty pretty subpar to be kind but in fairness to him he's been there and done it in these games um, so it wasn't necessarily a shock that the Brenegade master persisted with him <laughs> on the left hand side so what about yourself I mean when you saw that line up right admittedly I did say oh no because the thought of Liam Scales and David Tumble at Ibrox yesterday was alarming me, but of course uh, they were allowed to grow into the game because of Michael Beal, in my opinion. Now I know we're going to come on to this later on, but just okay. talking about the lineup itself, what was alarming you the most? Well, the fact that Scales was going to start and obviously proved me wrong, but let's not get on, he was very poor against St Johnson, and you agree with me, we talked about that last week. David Tumble, who is obviously a favourite of Brendan, I think he start, has he started every league game this season? Ross County, Aberdeen. Aye, he started yeah, against home was playing against Kelly. Aye, he started right. against St Johnston. Yeah. I think he started every game, so like I had a your favourite player, Smile. <laughs> so he's obviously a fan of his, but we see enough of him to think that he's not gonna have a big, big impact in the game and to be fair he didn't really, but more of that later. And obviously Dyson, who I did see, I thought would play because he's obviously gave Captain Marvellous, loads of problems in the past. And so even though he's been poor this season, and when I think one of the chats, there was a big talk with Dyson was going to play. I always thought he'd start, but I was concerned still that he might be out of form because he was, I mean, look at that shot he did against St. Johnston. It ended up in with the, the Ultras, said where you sit, as a, the oldest Ultra in town. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I obviously was worried, and so are you. No, I can't deny that. It was tumble. I mean, the, the midfield were, we've said all season, um, chronically slow. And I do feel that Michael Beale invited us to have the freedom of Ibrox yesterday. And that actually suited our game plan. But Dan, if I can just bring you in the now, we've just learned off air that Rizzo, uh, in the first sort of 30 seconds, when Rangers get a disallowed goal, he walked out the no, room. No, I didn't walk out the room. I never, I never had enough time to walk out the room when they scored that goal. Because the, because the flag... Ten minutes to gaff his seat, aye? Aye, because it's something doing in a form depression. No, because... I think I it was outside and they even said on the telly that... Oh, he's outside right away. Dan, you've seen... Brendan, you've also been a big fan of Brendan Rodgers and you've seen how well the, he set up sides at Ibrox to go there and win. And win there comfortably. So, what moment for you in the first half, if, if at all, did you think that, by the way, we're in this and you're going to be fine here. Was there a certain moment that you, you thought that cemented that sort of feeling for you? I thought just a, a general play after initially, obviously that offside goal, which like John I knew was a mile offside at the time. I just thought we grew into the game and took command it far better. It was a typical start to one of these derby games whereby the first 15-20 minutes was a right scrap and there wasn't a whole lot of football played. But after that, albeit for... Um, a bit of a horror show at the back that I did think we got away with with the Baron um, which obviously we'll talk about I thought we were fully in control to be honest for the vast majority of that first half as I say the initial scrap of the first 15-20 minutes or so but after that we really took hold of the game you said there obviously that the way Beal set Rangers up virtually gave our midfield the freedom of Ibrox I do agree with that to an extent because I don't think any of them get near Callum McGregor in that first half and obviously that was something I think they looked to do in the, the Derby games last season was put a man on McGregor and essentially try and mark him out the game. Nobody get close to him yesterday and I think allowing him that kind of freedom to take control of the game basically allowed us then to, to take control also. What were your thoughts initially then John? Like, obviously you've seen Celtic grow into the game when 
Callum McGregor was pulling the strings in midfield. Uh, he played an amazing through ball for Leila Labada, who put a ball in for Kyogo, who really should have done better. Then we saw Matt O'Reilly, who I thought was excellent yesterday. We'll talk about him later. Played a great through ball for Kyogo, and it was very uncharacteristic of him because he diddled on the ball. It's not like him. He's usually so quick when he knows what he's going to do, and uh, Butlin makes a save, and then I think when he tries to square it again, uh, goes and clears it off the line. Well, no, wait, no, no that a, was when uh, No wait Golson cleared it off the line Didn't he uh, That was I think After Golson gave the ball away Originally yes, In Avada uh, Passed him But no I mean I was encouraged Obviously uh, If you look at that one In the first 30 seconds The space that The two centre backs Gave Rangers To get through Was alarming In a way that's expected Because like It's all the second time They've ever Like started together So Like I mean There was always going to be Like Issues like it was a huge pressure game, but I don't really care what anybody says, it was huge. After they didn't get that early goal, it sort of did remind me of the way we played under Ange. And I have to admit, even though I think we deserve a lot of praise and you're sticking more than it was Beale's fault, we did play well. And we'll talk about how Carl McGregor controlled the game, and he did. The first half was the best, it was like five years ago, but there was no guarantee he was going to play well because look at how we've hammered him in the board this season. I mean, last week and against Kamarnock, in fact, against Aberdeen, it was rubbish. I don't think he's played well, I think, once a season. So there was no guarantee he was going to turn up and dominate the game like he did for the first half, especially. And obviously, a part of that is because Rangers are morons and the Rangers managers, <laughs> silly, right? But it's up to us to take advantage of that. And really, I know there's going to be loads and loads of talk about that disallowed goal, which was the right decision. And if Bobby Madden said it's good enough for me. So. We still though, could have scored like four goals. I mean, we had great chances in the second half as well. There was that one with Abada that was a save of Butland that somehow didn't get awarded as a corner. Great job there, Don Robertson. And with that one as well, even I think Kyogo had that one as well where he blasted it over the bar when it was in the second half. Yeah, he, he turned suitor. He turned suitor, right. He did break at one point. Oh, could I? Oh, as well. Could I? I think it was Yang, wasn't I, it? He right tried to be like a, a, a complicated so, pass. I, I mean, that's. I don't know if that's a point we'll maybe address later on, but I did think that was still a cause for concern from uh, from the game, um, especially going into Europe where, let's be honest, clear-cut chances are going to be few and far between. In the, the previous games this season and again at Ibrox, I thought we were very wasteful in front of goal. If I can just stick with yourself here, Dan, um, you said you felt as if we got out of jail with the disallowed goal. I haven't seen the back and having you know after I've criticised Robert Madden great referee always spoke highly of him and did brilliant guy as well of course definitely um, don't go through the old episodes please everybody <laughs> but I mean even if we've you've got Bobby Madden coming out and basically saying that shouldn't be accounted that, that is concrete proof right there that the goal should have been disallowed so I know you said the same we did say in the chat this as well Dan coming on to yourself though do you feel that we go out of jail why Why was that is it mere just lag a beaker for the fact that turned into Lenny here with the pronunciation I'll just call him the Baron again now but, um, and what did Lenny later by the way about him as a pundit he was class but do you think it was the fact that he was just diddering on the ball and it was the fact that he did get fouled but we didn't need to get to that stage really well I just said that himself he said they said to him at half time he took far too long in the ball there but equally one of his teammates should have made a better angle for the pass so I think it was just pretty calamitous all round and I was furious to be honest at the time because I think we had started to finally take a bit of control of the game like I say it settled in for that initial 15-20 minutes where it is just a, a battle and a bit of a scrap but we'd taken control of the game at that point and it was really silly and, and needless now obviously after the fact People have brought up how the law around it means that it is in all likelihood a foul. And I think whatever the on-pitch decision had been, had that been given at the time, example, as a foul, I don't think it would have been this massive controversy or anything like that. It's the fact it's then obviously gone to VAR. Like, I don't claim to be a referee. Really? Or to know. <laughs> you're, you're dressed in black, though. <laughs> I am indeed. And you're wearing specs. I am indeed. <laughs> Um, I'd like to know your address next, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am a punter. I do not know the laws of the game inside out, right? So if there's been a change there that I've missed somewhere along the line, fair enough. But it was it was silly and it was needless, is all I'm going to say. On another day, we could have been punished for that, so I do think we got away with one regardless of whether it was a, 
a foul by the new definitions of the laws of the game or not. And then shortly after that, Rizzo Kyogo pops up with yet another goal against Rangers. Now it says six against Rangers in eight starts, ten games overall. He's now scored, um, put this out on Instagram yesterday at half time, he scored at both sides of the ground now, both ends of the ground, even against uh, Rangers like Ibrox, Hamden, and at Celtic Park. There's no doubt in my mind now, now I, I rated Mr. Dembele so highly. For me, he always was um, you know, the best since Larson, but I would now say Kyogo. Undoubtedly, is our best striker since Henrik has left. Possibly. Champions League. Aye, that's it. Needs a couple of goals in. Mm-hmm. in Last the season. League. How many goals is it going to take for Kyogo in the Champions League then to surpass If he just scores look, two, even, they're going to level with me. Because. And he's capable of it this season. He is, but he really did miss some great chances last season. Then. I mean, settles. Let's not talk about last season. No, no, but week. I mean, and obviously we'll talk about the Champions League more the next couple of weeks. But I think he is a fantastic player, and I think that's maybe his best goal he's ever scored for Celtic. Yeah, because it was because of that game. Let's no kid. Do you think Dundee rated Tanner? No, that was better because of what it meant. I mean, probably scored better goals technically. But I mean, that was still a brilliant goal the way he took it instinctively. I mean, Jack Butland is a good goalkeeper, and it really wasn't for him. The last start, Brendan. (laughs) It wasn't for him in the last two games. Rangers really could have like even worse defeats. I think he's. Much better goal than Joe Hart, and by the way, Joe Hart was fine yesterday. After all my rants about him never playing for us a game, I thought he did fine. Can I just say, and I've got to be very careful here because of what's happened, and I mean that sincerely, right? But, but, but uh, do you regret that your your rant at Joe Hart uh, after Ross County? No, because I still don't think he's good enough in the do long you think run. That's the difference between us and Rangers fans in terms of we've got we have got high standards. Might be unfair. No, because they've got high standards too. I don't think they have because they've persevered the time. But look at the way the fans reacted after that after the game when the players did their sort of lap around the stadium, which was the same as how. I people... look at how they reacted last season or not that, even though like, they finished runners up or that, and they were going mental after a final win. I don't know. I turned that off and it was well done. Oh, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not how both teams have got high standards. That's what makes the rivalry such a interesting rivalry because it's two massive teams in one set. And it was cliche alert, and like if you lose. If we lost that game yesterday, the fact, the fact that we won that the way we did with that starting lineup, well, you, you and I got a beer. <laughs> no, well, I had a stack of them yesterday uh, to try and calm my nerves. But uh, that's the best one I ever for a ge- literally a generation. I think it's even better than the Samaritan one we were talking about. Oh, I disagree with that. Oh, no, it's better than the two one under Ange. Aye. No, John, no! Obviously, no. that was a better night. Honestly, that was a better night, obviously, because we all went out. No, get lost, John. No, but, I, know, I think you're drunk already after <laughs> my After half, after half. I, no, I'm sorry. I think that's harsh. I think that's harsh. No, but obviously, I love that win. Don't give me a butt. I love the night out after it, obviously. No, I think that's. Okay, it's. On a par, actually. Compare and contrast the quality oh, of the two Rangers John, teams. That was I'm right, sorry. Not, no, but I'm just more about the ways, the, way, the, the issues we had. We, granted, our game against Rangers when we won at Ibrox, we were in brilliant form. We'd only dropped points, I think, once in that calendar year. And it was uh, in, in 2022, and it was against Hibs, that game we talked about, mind. The Nuns draw. And we, we had knee injuries. That was a Rangers, that was obviously a better Rangers team because they got to the, the European final. But. That Rangers team still loads of eight players are playing for them the new. We had such, we didn't have our best two, our best two players. Well, in fact, two of our best three players. Kyogo, CCV had I. I'd say he's our best three players. McGregor just under them. No CCV, no Hatati. We've sold Jota. We never had Rocky. We never, we never had so many key players, and we won comfortably. This is our best win at Ibrox in years. Amazing one. I suppose that is where you can make the comparison with the Samaras game and that we had a heavy injury list. Brown, I think, was suspended that day Hooper as well. was injured. Hooper was injured, so... I, can't I think this is even the comparison. Because I just had no hope at all. I know Brendan's a brilliant manager and I know Michael Beale, as you're going to go on about, isn't he a good manager? <laughs> but I just had, could see no way. In fact, until like, we started playing well, in fact, even after they get that goal disallowed, I still thought, oh, we'll, we'll lose two or three nothing now. But I mean, obviously, after we scored, I st- even though I was a nervous wreck, I still thought, oh, we can see you out and you can get another goal. But the fact that with all these issues, and don't forget, we've been playing so rubbish this season, and we have, you need to admit that. 
No, we have. I think every game, even against Aberdeen and Ross County, we've played, we've played poor for big chunks of the games, and Kamal and St Johnson were pitiful. But n- n- very few people would have saw that coming. Yesterday. In that chat, we then, I thought we'd get hammered. An unnamed individual who's on an airplane the now thought we'd... <laughs> thought we'd <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm listening to the way back, by the way. Uh, he thought we'd get hammered, right? Everybody else thought we'd... Even, like, John McGinley. Who's that? Uh, a guy who you might do sometimes live uh, videos with. He thought we'd get beat as well. Everybody thought we'd get beat. That when we... It's such a huge win, and I think I think Europe will obviously still be a massive struggle for us. But I think now, after that, any worries people have had about Brendan, they'll be over. And I'm expecting as new, eh, like well, we were, we were all dreading playing like Livingston, Hibs, Hearts. I'm expecting as new to win all the games because that win will be so massive for that team, and we'll have better players back obviously soon. Like Hatati will be back, I think, for Dundee, and for one, and he's a huge player. So, not to me, this is our best win I've for. Yields. Amazing one. Can't believe it, really. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Seeing the second half then, Dan, right? Butler makes a great save for Abada, and we've had wasteful counters, if you've spoken about. Uh, Rangers were huffing and puffing, but essentially they had no quality. Um, you had the Lammers sitter. Mm-hmm. Hart made a really good save from Danilo. And then a follow-up one, I think, saves, from yeah. Dessel's wee's foot, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was more a sort of missed kick and heart. That was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I was going to ask you, though, was there a moment in the second half where you thought, this is it, we've got the three points here? For myself, I've noted that, and this is always weird, because usually when you're on TV, especially watching it on Sky, when you're watching it at night, Sky have this thing where they drown out all the noise and, and the, the vitriol and the toxicity and everything. But even when I was watching it yesterday, that reaction they had to Ruth getting off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, no, I don't think there's been a noise like. I don't think they make. I don't. I think they've probably made a bigger noise when he went off them when they actually score. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do because that. Put, I think that put mad pressure on them after that. And for what there's a couple of Rangers fans in my work when I spoke to them about that because I said to them, "Listen, that noise was. I mean, it was so evident mm-hmm. that they were going ballistic at that, and they were saying that a couple of them sit." I know this isn't the Glasgow's blue pod I'm just saying that they sit like down near the dugout and all that and they saw Beal was apparently like shocked at the reaction of it mm-hmm. I mean watching the TV I'm like if that's the way they're reacting and they've taken off from all of their biggest goal threat and they've brought on a guy who is a complete dud that Lammers is awful um, he's terrible and I think that was how it came on for Ruth wasn't it Lammers it was a triple change at the time wasn't it they made a change at left back and then they brought on uh, Seema that it was Seema Danilo that came on first I think it might have been Danilo wasn't it that came on the Lammers but um, I think yeah it was the fact they kept Dessels on they took out Roof and that was a moment for me where I thought they've really lost the crowd here and they're just going to get on their back for the rest of the game you saw that they had just no quality to break us down mm-hmm. and as you know somebody said earlier on they were back four for the last 25 minutes was Burnaby Ralston the Baron who was generally poor in that William second Scales. half as well William, William, William Scales. so was there a moment for you in the second half where you thought we've got this I think it was probably after that Lammers miss again you know for a fact this is not a guy I rate I watch a, a fair bit of the old Calcio and admittedly as a result of that I said Cyril Dessels would actually be a good signing for him um, and he's doing absolutely everything in his power to prove me wrong at the minute which in fairness I would rather be wrong than him to actually turn out to be a good player. Will, 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 will he cook eventually? Oh, he'll, he'll cook once he gets uh, some blonde highlights in his hair and some grills. 
Would he be, will cook. Would there be some clutch pattern in there or not? Uh, he will come up clutch, mate. But um, <laughs> I just thought, after that miss, there's no chance of scoring today. You said you don't want to let the Glasgow's Blue podcast, which I think is fair, even though we're going to have a big thing about Michael Beale later on. But they are just so utterly toothless in attack. I do not understand what they are meant to be doing. They're so narrow. They've resorted to playing Rabbi Matondo, who was meant to be in the way out at Angels. They've signed a bunch of forwards who, other than Dessers really, none of them are a recognised number nine, but also none of them are out-and-out wingers either. I've got no idea what they're meant to be doing, and they're just, they're no clinical at all. So, the minute Lammers rounded heart, made the stupid decision I take that was right round his left or trying to square it back across goal. Easy for me to say, I know, obviously, as an armchair pundit, but... Good at fives, but... Aye, very good at fives, by the way. I just thought after that there's no chance of scoring today and as you say we went into the last 15-20 minutes of that game with Ralston on the right Burnaby on the left Scales and the Baron who I did think was pretty poor actually throughout to be honest and yet they just never looked like, like scoring and what's weird John is I'll talk to you about the full time scenes in a wee second right but this is, I mean you've watched countless of these games I mean you know how stressed out and, and nervous I can get I'm a nightmare to sometimes watch a game with in about 94 minutes in the clock um, I was up at my grand's yesterday and it was myself my uncle Annie and my grand grand and all that there my daughter was upstairs in the room just playing a switch and caused like a great day here dingy pretty much mm-hmm. all game I went up about 94 minutes just to see if she was alright now I would never usually think of skipping those last three minutes whatsoever if I thought mm-hmm. this is in the balance or there's just a, a final bit of drama happening here but I just sensed in that second half we about half an hour to go it's the roof I think the roof sub was a bit big one for me but I just thought nah I think we're, we're fine here and I just went up to see my daughter for the last sort of, sort of five minutes and I heard downstairs my family all going nuts so you know talking about the full time scenes and everything John it was very weird without seeing uh, our fans our players sorry go to the fans over to that end of the Brimwin mm. it was mad not seeing that um, you had Rangers fans absolutely erupting you had that boy when they get lost no was it you 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 fuck off you fuck off mm. he was, the boy, boy was just like a meme now uh, shame for him um, and in general their fans just erupted after that but what was your thoughts on the full time scenes with no Celtic fans for our players to go over to before I start that see if they had equalised in the 96 minute would you have been alright with it this time or would you have been annoyed I would have been annoyed, but it wouldn't have been like the end of the world or that. Okay, I just want to see if you change for that team with a fight about it in a pub one time. Right, okay, uh, that's for long term listeners, isn't it? <laughs> it was a pity that the fans weren't there. And it is a pity what's happened to the Derby, I mean. Not through our fault. No, no, but it's ruined it in a way. The best mm-hmm. thing about the Derby, that doesn't mean I want both. I don't think I'll. I think some will happen where there is like, a decent number of fans, but I don't know how because. Always to see how they don't want to be in that corner. We'll never offer Rangers like 7,000 tickets again. I don't know, if we end up playing them in the Scottish Cup, at Ibrox or Park Hen, like the first round, we'll, there'll definitely be away fans there. Well, I would obligated to, aren't we? Aye. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think they could take up to 10% as well. Mm-hmm, so it's probably the only chance you've got to get any similar allocations again. And there would um, definitely be fans in the I, I, I totally agree with yourself. I just think, um, as Brendan said, one for the Daz here, it's not the same game without their away supporters and that's that's at Ibrox and at Celtic Park I've never been to a derby at Ibrox but the ones I've been to at Celtic Park granted I don't want to sound too spoiled here because we did win the two of them last season and we've won other games as well I think other than maybe the midweek 3-0 under Ange this first season the 4-0 was a good laugh as well to be fair but either the 800 in the corner or no fans at all it, it isn't the same game there's it no that it wasn't hated. a nostalgic move it was not a nostalgic move. Right, well, I, I, I thought the end was interesting. I mean, obviously, it was good to see the players sitting there. Brendan was, had a big massive cheesy grin. It was like good old Brendan for the old days. That was really the first, since his first place goblin, which and missed, of course. This is the first time he's really, like, we've been talking most about how he's been low-key. That was, like, the first time, like, he's really been up for it. And... I don't know, he must have been determined all week while everybody was losing their minds about the chance of winning that. He must have really thought a lot about what system he was going to play. And it worked, and 
Obviously, that's a big reason why. I wonder how much Lenny's phone call played a part in it. Oh, tons, Lenny. What a guy we'll talk about. By the way, no, let's talk about now. Can we just say, like, I know we've hammered. Bad old uh, Lenny. I know we've hammered Neil on the pod, by the way, but he's a pundit yesterday. I thought it was fantastic. But there was barely Chris Boyd, anyway. I'm sorry, but Sky. We know they don't think Scottish football's any money. That's how they don't get any good. I mean, that's how they don't get any money. Even though we've tied them to like 2029 or something. But I mean, obviously they've brought Chris Sutton in, and I'll, Chris Sutton's one of my favourite ever Celtic players. But they've obviously just brought him in so him and Boyd can have fights with each other and spend like the whole, like spend 10 minutes after the game just to argue with each other. Is that not me and you day anyway? <laughs> but we are, uh, we're good at it. But I mean, Boyd just made himself look silly, and Sutton's making himself look silly as well. and Lenny was the only decent pundit, I thought yesterday, which is saying something because I thought Lenny was hopeless at the Kilmarnock game a couple of weeks ago. But no, Lenny was great, but Sky are really. I thought they were bad when they landed Walker, but. And I like. Chris is my favourite sailor players. I know people love him because he wings up Rangers. But I know this is the, the Glasgow Sky podcast, but I think they've somehow managed to. <laughs> to what? Uh, what? Just even what? I know, but it doesn't matter. Small, you? Eh. Uh, it doesn't work what they're trying to do. But I mean, if we can talk briefly about how the Rangers fans are so angry at the end of the game, I mean, that, I mean, after the game last week, we were when we were uh, when we were leaving the stadium, you were going on about how angry the fans were where you were sitting. I mean, now it's a bit different, obviously, because I think Celtic Park was a lot more empty than I Brooks was at the end of the game. Like I think loads of people left before the end of the game at the St Johnson game last week. Now, obviously, more people would have stayed. Because Rangers fans would be hoping they'd get an equaliser like last minute. So the, I think in a way the reaction's quite similar. Obviously there was more at Ibrox because there was more fans here. But I mean I think the teams are daft if after two terrible results they're, they're going to ruin like, for rounds of applause. Obviously it's an, an apology. I agree with that. But I mean in this football mad city uh, you, you don't get away with results like that. I mean Mm-hmm. Our, our result last week was a joke. Nobody wanted to beat St. Mon- St. 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 Johnson at home. I don't know what's matter St. Johnson at home. Uh, that is terrible. And obviously, I think every well, actually, one Rangers fan I know, and you know him as well, Siri didn't think Rangers would win. I seized him before the game on Sunday. I think we're going to get pummeled. We've not done that time this season. We're rubbish. And he's, he's been on non-stop about how much he Well, he was right about one thing. That's true. Mm-hmm. He was going on about how much he dislikes Michael Beale and why he's going to get him. It's no you and either, by the way. It's another one. <laughs> Great <laughs> name dropping there. Aye. So, I can understand why the fans were going so angry because they'd have thought they'd win that game comfortably. And if that had been after the case... Being ru- after being... After being gubbed by PSV and with all your horrendous injury problems and terrible form going into it, they would have thought... So that's why I think the fans were so livid. And in fact, if it, if it was us and we'd been unable to beat our Rangers team with tons of injuries and like had very few chances, well, I, think, I don't think they had a clear-cut chance. Do you know what I think the, uh, the nearest comparison we've got with that before I come on to Dan for Man in the Match? Mm. Um, reminded me a lot of when I was a wee guy, 97 March, the one when they had like they brought back Haley for a, a mad loan. They had a lot of players out. Aye. And I think it was like Loudrop or Durant. At school Andy Dibble was in Dibble goal. was in goal. Gorham was out. The, like, the one guy that basically stopped us winning games in the 90s. And I think Goff was out. They had a lot of big players out. Even as I say, they brought back Haley for like that, a three emergency loan for two aye, or three and games. And he was saying that game. Aye, that's right. For, for I think punching maybe Jackie McNamara. Oh, well, and that was even worse for us, because that was the year they won nine in a row. They pretty much only needed a point after and, that. Uh, and a week and a half before it, we beat we, we Rangers 2 nothing in the Scottish Cup. That's right. We, Thank you, Malcolm McKay. Malcolm Mackay. Great and, guy. <laughs> Had a very difficult decade. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jaws could hate scored as well, by the way. But... Uh, we well, then it was the Canio. It was the Canio, that's right. Left wing left. Another great guy. That's right. <laughs> could they have won the penalty? But uh, in a way, that one was worse, because... We like had to win that to like, stay in the hunt of winning the league, but in a way, it's quite the same because I just really can't believe how we saw a stroll yesterday. I mean, the thing that really annoyed me yesterday before we got the man in the match was how a possession the second half was terrible at times. We kept inviting them on to like they, you know, I was going bananas about set pieces before the game. Like we can't give in just set pieces, and we did, of course. I did watch them. I didn't cover mags. 
But uh, after talking about that in the pod, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to watch any Rangers set piece. I'd watch them. But a pass in the same hole was terrible at times, and uh, you even said that in the chat. We'd fell away, but we still had the better chances. The Barons distribution was murder. Well, we'll, aye, we'll talk about individual performances in a minute, but that was the only thing that really annoyed me saying half. A passing at times was terrible. I can understand, like, like oh, doing that, like, bad pass, we try to put a guy through, understandable. But at the back, Brendan must have been really annoyed with how we gave the ball away at times. Yeah, it's something to improve upon mm-hmm. next time we play them there. And, in, and for Europe, And obviously. for Europe as well. Dan, coming on to yourself now, uh, man of the match, who was yours? I agree with Sky's pick. To be honest, I, I thought Liam Scales by yeah, same here. By I wouldn't say a distance, but by a fair margin. Like you guys the other week, I, I had a lot of criticism for him. I thought he was miles off it, um, in the game against St Johnston or St Mirren, depending on what game John was watching. But I, I thought he was a mile off it last week. It was a big, big worry for me going into that game, um, knowing that Phillips likely wasn't going to be fit, that it would be Scales, obviously. He was considerably better than, obviously, his, his partner on the day, but I also thought he was, again, by a fair margin, the man of the match. I thought, in fairness, Cam McGregor had his best game of the season, not that there's been a lot of competition for that. I thought Matt O'Reilly was excellent again, and obviously... Kyogo a little bit wasteful in moments with a couple of chances he had but to take that opportunity yeah. and to take it as well as he did obviously deserves a bit of a claim but no I agree with the, the shout for Scales I thought he was man of the match What about yourself Rito man of the match shout? Well I thought everybody mentioned was excellent I thought uh, Dyson who we've criticised a lot I thought he was excellent he constantly gave Rangers problems and he's always good at Ibrox every time he's played I mean, if you look back to that 2-1 win where he sort of played as a semi striker beside Gigi. It was brilliant that day. He'd done well, obviously, in the two each draw uh, in January that got us at a vital point. And I thought he was excellent at the weekend, but I thought Scales, after he had that, that his, his start was terrible. If you look at how he, him and the Baron get cut out for that goal, and he was really shaky in possession at the start. First 50 minutes, I think it was overwhelming for him. But after that, he was just rock solid and he was much, much better than the Baron. I don't want to be overly critical because we've just had this amazing win. But I think the Baron is definitely a player for the future for us. He, when Rocky's fit, I think it'll be him and CCV, definitely. Yeah, I think, I think though, if CCV was playing, I don't think uh, the Baron would have been anywhere near as bad. Mm. Like, CCV would have guided them. And obviously, Scales has they got that leadership, but Scales is, you know, playing just for himself in that respect. He did very well at it. Even if he doesn't make it to Celtic, and I, I mean, I doubt he'll be Celtic next season, he can always say, I played a massive part in a brilliant Celtic win. Like Johnny Hayes? Well, Johnny Hayes probably like, was a regular ish for us. I mean, I, I think Scales, if everybody was fit, Scales wouldn't be Celtic, let's, let's face it. I mean, I, I think Aberdeen will probably want to buy him again. You can see why. They've, they've yeah. won a game this season. See if the only Slayton skills would be tap really good. I think as well with the standards at Celtic are so high that as much as skills put in a good performance yesterday, we still need to do better. Oh no, I, I don't think we even though it was an amazing win, I don't think we played that well. But getting into the game obviously I was very gloomy about it, as we'll probably talk about. But no, everybody, everybody had to stand up and I think we better talk about Cameron Gregor again briefly because let's not kid, we've slaughtered them on here. I mean, I think that's. I don't think no, we've slaughtered them. Okay, well, we've, we've, we've been heavily critical. Heavy critical and we, but I, it's been fair. So is a lot of the Celtics. I, but I, if we, on the Instagram, you put my quote that he should get dropped and he wouldn't get dropped. Oh, there he is, big, big victim there. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But he was just outstanding. That pass for the chance for Kyogo when he. Diabada. Diabada. When he tried to back heal it for some. Bemusing reason, I couldn't work out why. Actually, when I first saw it, I thought he'd try to dummy it for like, a guy rushing in, but he didn't. He? But no, that was like Carl McGregor Olden. Okay, Michael Beale, who we're going to talk in a minute, his tactics were daft to give him so much freedom. But he just turned back the clock, and I think I think I seen a thing about how like, I think he had spoke to the players. I think the players were making their debut in this game about how like important it is and all that. And it really was a captain's performance, obviously in the second half. Rangers were always going to have more possession and get chances to an extent because obviously their need for a goal was greater and that's what happens. But I didn't genuinely thought it was a great performance for McGregor. But no, Liam Scales, he can be proud of that because 
It was one that nobody saw coming, I don't think. If he never plays for us again, he can say, I played in a winning Celtic team at Ibrox, and some great Celtic players didn't play in a winning team at Ibrox. I've said the surprise performance of the afternoon was a, you know, it was a game that we really needed, Matt O'Reilly. I thought we were going to see Dyson. No, it was Matt O'Reilly for me. I thought he was excellent. Um, you know, in terms of a, f- a physical side of this game, that one in the first half where he just sold Cantwell was outstanding. But I think when we needed Matt O'Reilly to step up for us, um, he was always sort of, he was never hiding. He was always there for a pass. He was a good outball, and his tracking back was excellent. I thought he was getting into good positions going forward. He was a threat, and Rangers generally didn't know how to handle him alongside McGregor. And a lot of that was down to the fact that you know, for the first time this season. The way they played, it invited, you know, there was big gaps in midfield and he could exploit that. You know, before the game, we Can were saying say, that Matt O'Reilly okay. really needed to stand up and we needed a, the first proper good performance from him at Ibrox. Mm. And I was super good at that, and that's what I've put down as my surprise performance. I just want to mention uh, Oden Thiago Holm as well. I thought he was excellent when he came on. I mean, Is that your surprise performance? In a way, yes, because when he started at Kilmarnock, I thought he was poor. I mean, the whole team was diabolical, but I thought he was poor. But then Brendan obviously has high hopes for him because he start, he, he was involved at Pataudry as well and like involved at the it's probably I'd say our two hardest away venues and I thought he played well in both games I thought his passing was excellent I mean he, he put the ball through I think it was for Dyson's cross and O just failed to reach it that was a like Carl McGregor style ball and I think by the end of the season he'll be a regular on the team like starting most weeks I don't know how it'll like, all four together in the midfield but we've said an awful lot of young players and I mean if we'd lost yesterday it would have been oh it's going to be too much for them like to, how are they all going to cope with us but no, I think because of the massive confidence we'll take for that I think something to build on uh, some, definitely something to build on and it's funny as well because I was I was screaming about how we've got no leadership and experience going into that game and that Rangers side like the average age of them they're an, they're an aging side but they have they feel like they've been aging for the last three years well I don't want to turn in the Rangers podcast but what, just, what they should have done I've already what they should have done is what, is what, we, is what we did and sell players at the right time they should have sold uh, Tav and Goldson after they won the league their, their first ever league of course or 55 or whatever it is they, they should have sold them then and then let, rebuild your team I mean we didn't we've did that I mean obviously nobody wanted to draw to leave but when you're on top you need to always fresh your team and so they, Man City do it I'm not comparing us to Man City I'm just no, saying they constantly change the same group obviously unofficially aye of course <laughs> but I mean yeah, when you're at the top of the league you always need to change your team up and Rangers haven't done it enough and that's why they've only won one league in the last couple of years Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's go to Ash yourself, Dan, from yesterday. Not that I'm looking for any criticisms. I don't want to be negative, but in terms of improvements needed yesterday, where would you say that we could have done better? Individually, I think Larry Bielka was a, a mile off it, to be honest. I've been impressed with him so far. I thought his distribution in the couple of games that he'd featured in did actually look very, very good. But not just focusing on obviously the the goal or non-goal that he gave away, I did think he was poor. As a collective and as a team, just the point I raised earlier about being ruthless and being clinical, taking your chances. Um, As I say, it is a concern and it is a worry going into these European games. We created and wasted so many opportunities in those Champions League games last season. Thankfully we were ruthless more often than not domestically. Obviously, that's not been a theme of this season so far. We have struggled in front of goal. So that's a worry and something to improve upon, obviously. But other than that, I, I did think it was a, a good performance. We did dig in. We we created plenty on the break, which obviously bodes well, um, particularly going into those European games where you're not just going to be playing against 10 defenders in and around the opposition box for 90 minutes. But yeah, we, we need to be a lot more ruthless in attack, I think. I basically summed it up yesterday, John, by saying that Michael Beale was out of his depth against a tactically experienced Brendan Rodgers. I thought it was career suicide from him. Um, I 
felt that Beal actually galvanised us with the way that he set up. I thought it was dreadful. And I think his nonsense was as, as po- it was just as important as us actually turning up. I think giving Callum McGregor the freedom of Ibrooks was massive. And I think Callum McGregor can now build on that performance and the team can build on the win. Campbell's been like a 10 for them. And he played him as a 6 and he just let McGregor have all that space. And I thought that was just as important as us turning up and playing well as well. Now I know that you're going to go on and have a rant about how it wasn't all about Michael Beale and Celtic did the job as well. But I think you've got to acknowledge that was a big part of it too. And I've got to be careful what I say here. And I mean that sincerely, of course, yada yada. But it's, I'm just saying, I'm just being honest. I think it was the, he totally imploded yesterday as much as he was schooled by a far better manager. And we did say on the preview, Brendan is a far better manager than Beale. He just needs to outsmart him, and he did. But also, I mean, played right into our hands. Well, I but I think I don't want to turn this into revisionism. Well, don't so you're going to say the Glasgow's blue podcast there again? I've done that one. I've done that one. It's actually <laughs> Glasgow's red, white, and blue. But uh, no, I don't want it to turn into. Oh well, no reason Celtic win this because Rangers were rubbish. Or no reason Celtic win this because Michael Beale's tactics are ridiculous. Because it was. What I said was the only way we. What I said all week was we'd get a chance if we didn't do anything stupid. And I'd say to you. If we're the strongest team, I thought we'd win comfortably. And we've said all along, Brendan Rodgers a much better manager, Michael Beale, and obviously still a good manager, as you proved yesterday. But I, I don't want to turn into revisionists and we're the only reason we won is because of Rangers. Because it's, it's not that we were now, if Calum, even if like, we talked about the tactics they'd done by giving McGregor so much time, if McGregor hadn't turned up, we wouldn't have won that game. But McGregor did turn up. We still needed to do the job. We still needed. Like the players to dig in as you said we still needed Kyogo to score that goal I mean okay Rangers I, I don't know what their tactics were they were just inexplicable really when they'd so much I've never seen anything like it I, so, I don't know what their tactics have been all season to be honest uh, I made the point about the forward line earlier on watching that in the opening day against Kilmarnock just absolutely zero width in the team you would think later on yesterday they would go and obviously try and exploit the fact that we had our, our two second choice fullbacks in the pitch and they couldn't couldn't lay a glove on us. Um, I, I don't know what their tactical. The only thing I, the only thing I expected them to do is go through the middle. Because as you're saying, Dan, they don't they never play wide. They don't have any wingers. No natural width they've got. Um, I don't include Matondo. He's absolutely terrible. When they went through the middle, it's always because they get the ball deep with Asker or Jack. They'll play it to Campbell, who's further up in advances in the pitch, and he creates stuff in the last third. He'll either dive or he'll win something, free kicks around, around the area, and obviously they'll feed off that. But it's the fact that they had Cantwell sitting, it's like a six, and then they had him out wide in the right wing in the second half. And I just couldn't get my head around that, and that's why I was just gaining confidence, going, we've got this in the bag, down to that idiot in the dugout for them. To an extent, but it's not all because of that. No, not all, but, but I think it's a large part of it, though. But you think you think it's more that than us doing well? I would, no, I would say it's a lot. Wait, wait, what do you think was more important than us winning the game? What us percentage? Us turning up was probably sixty, but that name being a forty percent as well. Well, okay, is, that's not that bad. I thought you were going to be like sixty percent. Was I thought I was going to be knocking this glass off your head. Like like, no, sixty percent. The reason was because Rangers were stupid. No, sixty in terms of right, okay, have the mentality to actually turn up and be winners. Aye, exactly. So and let's not forget, there's a hostile crowd, being for blood, as ever. Same Brendan said yesterday. He actually used that. Do you hear him? Bane for blood. <laughs> Brendan was quite funny yesterday, I have to say. But no, I think we should be focusing more on us rather than Rangers' failings. Because nobody, I don't care what MDC is, I think the people expected us to win yesterday was the, the, the minority. I think, did you expect us to win? After a couple of pints on Saturday night, <laughs> I, um, all week though, I was expecting a defeat, to be honest. I don't right. think it'd be a doing, but. I did grow in confidence after seeing just how bad they were on the Wednesday. I, I thought it was, it was always about Celtic for me, know what Rangers done, and obviously the way Rangers played did play a part in us winning, but we had to make it count. We, we st- Rangers are obviously going to have chances, and you kind of get away from that defence. We had just, the, I don't think, unless somebody's back injured for injury, I don't think that defence will play. I mean, I thought it will be back. He'll be, he'll be available for the next game against Dundee. Yeah. I mean, I doubt that defence will play together ever again. The only time they played together was at Ibrooks with no Celtic fans and we were out of form. I think it was a, like whatever Rodgers came up with was obviously the opposite for what Bill came up with. I think it was a managerial masterclass for Rodgers. Right, Dan, you're a big Rodgers mark here. What do you think he would have said <laughs> before that game? 
Who's your shoot opinion? Is, is what, sorry? What do you think he would have said before the game? Brendan, the players. Well, we know what he said to them before the game. He told them to stand up and be men. Um, <laughs> he then made a point afterwards about how it was very important for them to go there as a young team and get that winning feeling at Ibrox for the first time, clearly forgetting that the vast majority of them would have been involved in the 2-1-1 at Ibrox under Ange and plenty of other subsequent derby games. I'm, I'm knowing the camp that it was a masterclass from Rogers or us the other day. I don't think we were incredible. But I do think to go there obviously with the very obvious deficiencies in that team at the minute, Against, albeit a poor Rangers side, but as we've said, in that setting where they are baying for blood, there's 50,000 of them and 11 men basically taking that on. thought they were fantastic in, in that sense. I don't think it was a vintage performance. There's still areas to improve on, as we've discussed. I think it's important to acknowledge that we can play better and the next oh, time we go there, we'll have a better player's back and we should be holding on to the ball better to punish them. I think that's something to... I mean, I'm sure the manager will understand that, though, and take note of that but at the same time it's all about a win as well so I think eight of the team have started in a win at Ibrox before <laughs> so listen they're a young team they don't know what it's like to win so, this game has Tumble the Tumble start on the 2-1 when he didn't he started in the 1-0 defeat in the he didn't start on the 2-1 win I believe he but, came off the bench aye, so Matt O'Reilly might have started he did no yeah. he was a sub he came on as a sub aye, okay, him, and, so, and then on with it aye, so 7 of this team have won in a starting lineup at Ibrox before so. I'm trying to say Brendan's at it I still like him <laughs> but no I think Brendan I think that's really the start of Brendan's right. same question for the, okay, questions for you both here before I move on to us and our final point Rangers to have a new manager by the time we play them in December I'm going to say yes you Dan I'd say, I'd say it's fairly likely to be honest after that. I think he will actually benefit, ironically, from having not qualified for the Champions League because he's not going to suffer from what Van Bronckhorst did last season and that they're not going to be getting battered pillar to post by Europe's elite. Listen, as poor as they were yesterday and as poor as they have been, I'm under no illusions that we have left them with a bit of a tapping at a trophy before December, having lost that game down at Kilmarnock. So... We'll wait and see. I do think he's under massive pressure now and I don't think he's a good enough manager to come back from it. I don't think think he's got the courage of his convictions, as a certain talk sport pundit would say. He's not a live one. So I I think in all likelihood I'd be leaning towards there will be a new man in the dugout when we play them in December. Rizzo? I think it'll depend a lot on the League Cup because they should win that relatively comfortably because we're out. They've got Livingston in the quarter-final at home. I don't, can't see Livingston doing much against them. League Cup could be a saving grace, I think. Aye, and that's in December. I think it's a yeah. couple weeks before the playoffs. So, if they win that, I think he'll definitely stay. But I mean, if but if they go like, like nine or ten points behind, like Hampton Van Bronckhurst in like November, then it, but I don't think it'll go that far. Because even though I expect us to win our games, we've still got some difficult away games in the next few weeks. Like we've still got Tynecastle, Easter Road, Motherwell, Livingston. Mm-hmm. We'd hard to get, and somebody will be after. Motherwell started well. John Topper League was. So I mean, they'll, a lot of them will be after European games as well. I mean, if we take like ten points out of twelve, that'll be decent. Obviously, I'll be seeing different on gig board. So no, I think you'll probably still. I think you'll probably still be there. And don't forget, I think it's awkward if you're. You're back to manager with a lot of money, and by Scottish standards and Rangers standards, recently that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to get rid of him after. I know he's been like there since November, but this is still only four games. Oh, so that's their problem, isn't it, John? It is, but I think he'll probably still be there, and yeah. I think we'll probably beat them pretty handily in December anyway. A game which I might be at, but I don't know yet. Right. Okay. Last point then. Uh, so we're four points clear going into the break. Now, realistically, that can be extended in the coming months. Although Champions League football is going to play a challenging role in keeping our domestic form intact. Um, Dan, if I can come to you, yes or no, very quickly, do you think we can do what we did last season under Ange and batter teams domestically while being in the Champions League at the same time? I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so. You and I have obviously talked about it a bit off air, about the, the damage it could potentially do to the team if they are getting battered in the Champions League again, but obviously with a lot of disappointment. I think, um, although we earned plaudits for the way we played last season, it was ultimately a disappointment, the Champions League campaign. 
and our domestic standards and form didn't really slip so you've got to hope that that would be the, the case again regardless of what happens between now and then in the European competition so I'd, I'd fully expect us we're obviously talking about Michael Beale being on as Brendan said the other day death watch at the moment <laughs> um, in terms of obviously his long term managerial prospects at Ibrox but I, I would be very happy and if not slightly annoyed actually if we didn't extend that lead between yeah, now and, and facing them in December really, really I think a minimum of six points between yeah. us I think we'll probably still be top of the league maybe by five or six points I, I can't see it really happening teams for a while yet because that's not really the way Brendan plays his football I'm hoping we'll look with the new signings in the conference that when we play Dundee it's like a hundred times better performance than it was against St Johnson so I'm hopeful we can start hammering teams but the winning is most important hey, well we're going to do our outro and I'll let you do it so but you're going to have to tell the audience that myself and Dan are going to be planning for this week onwards well it's not really getting anything try, try and get a name from <laughs> Tell, I get an incorrect this time. Tell us what is the name, because I don't remember. Only here for a visit. Only here for a visit. Yes, well, I won't be involved most but of the time. You will sometimes. Aye, sometimes, but most of the time I'm talking, washing my hands of this. That is if anyone listens to it and it becomes a long term thing. It might oh, be hey, listen, case, so. Don't worry about me. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, only here for a visit. The, the new gig pod extravaganza where we talk about stuff that isn't Celtic. So there will be stuff about football, though, right? Well, we're going to talk about Scotland this weekend. Ah, we'll have to. It's international break, so it'll be silly oh, not. Be silly not. <laughs> yes, uh, probably talk about Italian football as well because Dan. I'll be fair about that chat. Yes, yes. That wonderful website, formerly known as Twitter. Never heard it, but I've heard it X. <laughs> yes. So these two, they, they might have talked about how they don't like X before, especially Stevie, who's we're only about it a fair bit and bored people for years about it. So. We'll be talking about that, and we'll be talking about, I don't know, Blade Runner and Breaking Bad and all that, because I know you used to go mad with them. watched Blade Runner the other week, actually. Yeah, so, there you go. I've never so, seen it. I might, have to, yeah, I might have to watch it, then we'll review it as a second. Yeah, we live watch it, actually. Yeah, Wait, what's we'll talk about? I don't know. I, I, I don't know, and I won't find out, because I don't be listening either. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. wow, what a loyal I never fan. listen to Gig Pod, even though I want it. What a promo there for this, John, thanks very much. Yes, but check out, on, on the feed, the new non-Celtic podcast will be coming up next week. We're going to take it here on Thursday. Oh, aye, aye. And are we going to do a podcast next week, then, about a, a preview? I'm not doing it with you, if you don't listen, you're only here for a visit. Okay, I'll listen to the first one, I'll have notes for you about it. Right, okay, <laughs> but, And we'll do a podcast next week about... Dundee and only be a Champions League preview as well. Aye, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do a Champions that. League preview. A very, a very sigh there. Uh, we'll do a Champions League preview and then we'll do a podcast after final. And then you're going away for the game after that, of course. So I'm going to be the editor, listeners, for the, the Livingston podcast. Good it'll be me, it's going to be enough about static for 25 that's, that's minutes. True, that's true. We'll make it a brief episode. But me and me and a debrief. A debrief. means one phone and a crackly phone line. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever he is. But uh, yes, so thank you. Never, never, never heard him. No, I never heard that guy. Yes, so uh, thank you, Dan, for being on the podcast. Thanks very much, John. And thank you, Stevie, as always. You can catch Stevie on Instagram <laughs> at GigPod. And are you still on Are you still on that... Uh, threads, was Threads, that, that uh, website that was supposedly brought Well, you know, it will come good. I bet it's healthy digestible. Oh, if he's still on. If Threads is still an ongoing thing by the time you hear this. Right, said Threads. We're on uh, Threads <laughs> at GigPod. Uh, and next on the feed will be these two geniuses with their podcast. I'll be back next week for the. Thanks for your support, by the way. I do, I hope it does well. Maybe it could be a live show one day. Uh, by, by the way, you got to tell the audience about that? Well, no, because we'll not we'll no nah, confirm. I don't ruin this. No, no, yet, no. No until, no, until no until we've got no until we've got plans listeners for a Kempinski. for Gigpod two hundred and then a couple of months time Gigpod episode two hundred, but more of that near the time once I get into sorting it. So there you go. <laughs> I so I, I so listen. Don't hold your breath, everybody. No, I will get it sorted. Once if I'm no digging ditches, I'll get it sorted. <laughs> right. So you know where to find us in all the usual places. Give us five stars and all that, etc., etc. And. Uh, Gigpod will be back next week but these two legends will be back this week so speak to you all soon well done Celtic thanks thanks everybody for listening and hail hail
Sports Social Podcast Network.